Hey ladies, thank you so much for joining our Stirring Embers podcast, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Um, I'm really excited about this one because I have here with me my good, dear friend, Claire Cowell. She is a twin abortion survivor and an international speaker. So um, Claire, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Hey Robin, thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Yeah. So 10 years ago, I met my birth mother and I grew up, I'm adopted. My sister's adopted, always knew that this day might come. Um, My sister and I grew up knowing that we were wanted, chosen and loved. And we knew like, okay, going into meeting your birth mother, obviously you're going to find out things about yourself, about your, your birth story, about your adoption story that you didn't know all your life and maybe it would look different than you expect it to. But we realized that no matter what we found out, that none of those things that we knew about ourselves to be true through our adoption story, through being wanted, loved and chosen through what God says about us, that none of those things would change regardless of what we found out when we meet, when we met our birth mothers. And so going into that, that first meeting, I wasn't, scared. I mean, I was, I was anxious. I, I was excited to meet my birth mother for the first time to be able to see who I looked like, who I acted like, things like that. Um, but, but there was no real fear and I, I could have never imagined what I would find out when I met my birth mother. And so 10 years ago, when I met her, I found out that when she was 13 years old and pregnant with me, that her mother took her to an abortion clinic and she had a late-term D&E, which is a dismemberment abortion, um, still a very commonly used abortion procedure to this day. And they told her that her life would go back to normal, but it never did. In fact, she uh, went to the doctor after her abortion and realized that her abortion had been successful on one baby, but that I had survived her abortion. First time. I, I had heard anything other than that my birth mother was a young, young mother and placed me for adoption and gave me this incredible home and this family and my life and all of these incredible things that I knew she had done for me. And yet I was sitting face to face with her and, and tears were streaming down her face. And I was realizing that I had been affected by abortion, but not only that, I had survived one. And it was the, the yeah. furthest, furthest thing from from what I could have ever expected when I met my birth mother. Um, but that day, I I looked into her eyes and I realized this is a woman who deeply regrets what what happened to her. It wasn't her choice. Um, nobody, in fact, nobody asked her what her choice would have been. Not even the doctor spoke to her. Um, oh. But. It, it opened my eyes to realize that the person that has been affected by abortion, the, the person that has been affected by, by life, by adoption, all of these things, it, it's a person just like you and I. And I realized yeah. that I had a choice to make in that moment, and it was either to forgive her or not. And I, I knew that God had already forgiven my birth mother. And so I made the choice that day to forgive my birth mother, but not only that, to take 
my life experience and to share it with other people because I would never want to see that pain that I saw in my birth mother's eyes that day in anyone else's eyes. Um, but I also wanted to humanize and, and personalize the person, the story of, of the woman, the man, the family that has been affected by abortion, that has been affected by adoption, all of these things that, that can choose to, to recognize the forgiveness and healing and redemption that is found in Christ. And so I, I started sharing my story about just a few months after I met my birth mother about 10 years ago. And um, I haven't stopped. I, I recently was able to share my story in front of hundreds of thousands of people. And it was incredible to be able to proclaim victory over what has happened to us because we know the, the author of our story and how our story ends and how um, Christ will come back one day and he will make all things good and right again. Trust in that um, as we share of, of, of a very painful story, um, a story yeah. that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but something that, that needs to be heard and shared over and over again in our country. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you have been such a powerhouse. And one of the things that I really love about you is you do more than speak at these amazing events and do an amazing job. But day to day, you are loving people, time to um, reach into their lives. And I know a lot of women, they come up and they're weeping and crying and you hold them and you're kind of a stand in for a lot of the pain that they've gone through. It's been really incredible to watch how my willingness to get a little bit out of my comfort zone and allow God to use me and sharing my story has, has been a part of the healing journey for so many people. Um, I do have a lot of women that have experienced abortion that regret their abortion other survivors of abortion, um, former abortion clinic workers, lots of different people who've been affected by abortion or adoption or life in, in some way that come up to me. And they, they realize that through hearing a story like mine, maybe they can grasp, maybe they can accept the forgiveness that God has for them. Maybe they can accept the redemption that God wants to work in their life. Um, and, and my story has been such a great example of that, uh, not only to me, but to so many people that hear it. And, and that's my greatest hope is that as people hear my story, that it points them back to what God says about every single one of us, that we are chosen and wanted and forgiven. And there's redemption and healing and mercy and grace found in, in what he has done for us and what he says about us to be true, not in our circumstances, not in the, the expectation that is let down when we find out the truth behind whatever it is in our life that, that doesn't turn out how we expect it to. It's, it's right, right. in what God says about us. And it's been encouraging to be able to, for people to be able to relate to my story in those messages as I share it. That's awesome. Um, so share a little bit about the most recent event that you were able to be a part of. 
I spoke on Friday at the National March for Life in D.C. in front of hundreds of thousands of people that were present and even more yeah. that that tuned in via live stream. And it was incredible. I was able to kind of humanize this issue, personalize this issue that so many of us avoid, um, something that's affecting people in our own homes, in our own churches, in our own communities. Um, I definitely thought about the person that was affected by abortion for so long as someone that I couldn't relate to, somebody that wasn't in my home or my community or my family, and I was so wrong. And so I was able to, to share my story, and I had my parents and my children up on stage with me, and my parents held these signs up that said, we adopted an abortion survivor, and my daughter survived an abortion, and my kids held up these signs that said, my mom is an abortion survivor. I'm so glad she's alive. And for people to just see that picture, that visual of what one life means and how God created one life with a purpose and a plan and that there is humanity in the womb um, that, that, is, that was purposefully created by God. Um, it's, it's just incredible to be able to, to reach out into the hearts of people through our story, um, even in a very vulnerable way, as I, I share such a painful story on, on stage and, and go through the emotions of all of that in front of the public eye. It's, it's humbling to me because it, it, it allows God to continue to work on my heart and allows God to continue to give me a voice of hope and forgiveness and healing and redemption. And every single time that I'm able to share my story, um, not even, not just to a crowd of hundreds of thousands of people, but even just one-on-one, every single time I'm able to share that, it brings me to my knees because I realize, okay, God God sees the big picture when I don't. And it's so powerful to me to be able to realize that and accept that and say, okay, I don't get it, but you do. And I can rest in that promise that you've made that you have a plan and you have a purpose. And I can trust in that every single day. Yeah. And I love that you see um, the the impact of life and that connection and relationship and that we have with one another, whether it's one-on-one and whether it's to crowds and how important it is for us to live these out off stage and off stating something that so much of it is action and really showing that like one of the things I thought would be interesting to talk about was the gaps that you see and by that I mean like more than you know those that have you know this kind of value and belief and then those that have the disagreeing one but the the gaps that you've seen in because there's a lot of good people on both sides and I think both of us our heart breaks when we see the divide and um, I just kind of wanted to hear a little bit more of your passion and and people meeting in the middle and and showing one another the value of life by showing each other how much they hold value um, I think that everybody should go 
see the movie Unplanned because it really is a movie that I feel like from from either side you could walk in and say that was that was pretty fair. Um, like I feel like it humanized every person on every side of the fence when it comes to the issue of abortion, adoption, life. Um, it's a story about my good friend Abby Johnson who ran an abortion clinic and. Uh, after seeing an ultrasound-guided abortion, she realized what abortion really did to that unborn child, and she walked away that day. But it it shows just how she deeply wanted to help women and help people, and how she right. got herself into a position of running an abortion clinic. And then it shows how her heart broke inside of that abortion clinic room as she watched the ultrasound-guided abortion um, take the life of a, a child, an unborn baby. And it shows the, the people that helped her leave and the people that had been praying for her all along and how they were able to just accept her and love her where she was at. And, um, I think that, it's, it can be really hard because there are so many different sides of the fence. And oftentimes this is viewed as a political issue. And I think that that's where we go wrong because the, the moment a woman contemplates having an abortion or the moment a woman finds out she's pregnant and she's scared and she doesn't know what she's going to do and she doesn't feel like she has any support or she doesn't know how her support system will react to the news of being in a not ideal pregnancy situation. Um, that's such a vulnerable moment. And yeah, it is. For, for all of us to just argue on both sides of the fence, instead of seeing that person, that woman, that yeah. man, that family as, as a human being, worthy of fighting for, of protecting, of standing in the gap for, of giving resources and telling them that they can do it, that they're strong enough, that there's support for them, that there's people that want to help them, that in fact, they can not only have a child, but they can continue their career and do all these incredible things that God designed them to do um, with our support. I think when we don't do that, we're, we're really not empowering women we're not um we're 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 doing a disservice to our fellow brothers and sisters when we when we just argue and we don't see people in their moment of weakness in their moment of confusion and in their moment of desperation because that that's yeah. the moment someone reaches when they're contemplating having an abortion is, is such right. desperation that they feel like that's their only option. And so yeah. instead of sitting, sitting on either side of the fence and saying, this is what we need to do. I think what would it look like if we just opened our arms wide and said, you know what? I, I have my opinions, I have my beliefs, but I'm going to set that aside because right now I just want to help you. Right now, yeah, I just want exactly. to make the impossible possible for you. And when we, could, when we can get to the heart and, and of, 
of the issue. And when we can see this issue as a, a human issue, as a personal issue, um, I think it really changes the game for people. And yeah. that when we can do that as a society, as a country, I think that um, people will be more empowered um, to to be a culture that values life, that values the family, that values the mother that wants to work and have her children, that values um, all of these things that God has designed perfectly. And if yeah. we can just be okay with that, even if things don't look how we expect them to, or our circumstances aren't ideal, um, Mm -hmm. to just trust that God knows what he's doing and that we can be people that can be used in these situations to help our friends, to help our family members, to help people that we don't even know, but that are just desperately looking for a helping hand. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that's always been really heavy on my heart, well, not necessarily heavy, but, you know, a passion is how important it is that we also need to be there for people before they even face these situations so that when they do, they know they can come to us. And that's why, like you said, I believe it's so important for us to show how much we care, how much we want to help that our love for them is so much far beyond what we think about something or how we feel about something um, that that they are what matters and that we believe in them that we want the best for them otherwise we just make it all about ourselves and making everything about ourselves is is not encouraging and loving others I mean that's not a pro-life message by making it just about ourselves we got to make it about others yeah I think that we as Christians have failed and and come short for too long in our churches and in our families when we just ignore these things. These are these are things that are affecting people in our churches, in the pews of our churches, in our families, whether we realize it or not, whether we want to face it or not, it is happening. And I think that a lot of people feel so shamed and feel so so much guilt and so much pressure um, that they can't go to their own parents or they can't go to their own churches. And so they run to someone else as their safe Mm -hmm. place. And a lot of times that's the abortion clinic or that's their, their friends or that's their, you know, significant other who, who may or may not be supportive. And so I think that it's our job um, to start the conversation in our homes and in our, with our children, with our families, with our pastors, um, with our, with our friends and our community, because to not start the conversation is exactly what you're saying. It's, it's a way that we are in denial and not supporting people until the moment of their desperation. And if we can get people to believe that, okay, no matter what happens in your life, no matter what choices you make, no matter if, if you disappoint me or not, 
No matter if, yeah. if you do something that I don't agree with or not, I am going to love you and I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to support you in that moment. And so no matter what it is, you can come to me and every church, every parent needs to be saying that um, to their congregation, to their children, to their friends, uh, because if we, because if we're not, uh, somebody else will fill in that gap and they will go to somebody else in their moment of desperation. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, when I look back at, you know, some of the things that I've gone through, um, I was able to see and feel things um, on the other side of the fence. Um, you know, like being raised the the pastor's kid and you know, is and and uh one of the things that I tell people is sometimes you don't know the full story and show that you really care about that person and because you might not realize what else you might be helping them in and so for like me in my case was I um became pregnant by rape and I was in an abusive a very abusive uh, relationship situation and I wasn't able to break it off and get away. And when I was in my moment of desperation, um, even though it was my child who made me want to live because I was facing just ending it all because I, I couldn't take it. Um, I, I remember feeling what be on the outside people shaming you because you were this and now you've fallen to this status and rumors are going around that you're pregnant and uh, you're a Christian and being in that type of community and feeling like you didn't have that kind of support and you were just being judged is a really difficult and lonely, lonely place to be. And my heart goes out to any, any woman that feels like that. And um, I'm just going to take this moment right now to say, if anyone feels like that, feel free to reach out to people like me or Claire um, through social media and website and places like embracegrace.com. And, um, and what Abby, what is Abby's is abbyjohnson.org. Pro-love ministries. Yeah. So you can reach out to any of us, any of them, and we want to be there for you. But that was something that, really um like I was always passionate about it but when I was in that situation myself it just really showed me how hard that can be I'm so glad that you're you're here and that your son is here and um you know the world is a better place because you did choose life and brought him into the world and I know that God has such an incredible plan it you know kind of takes me back to the same thing that I experienced when I met my birth mother, it's like one day he will, he will know and he will know the circumstances behind his birth, but that doesn't change who God says he is. And I, I think that's so incredible that you, you know, found, found the courage to be able to share that with us today. And um, I think it is so important to just come alongside people in their moment of desperation and give them hope. Um, but if we could reach people before that, where they didn't ever question like, okay, do I have support? Can I go to my church? Can I go to my parents and tell them what I'm experiencing, what I'm struggling with, what 
what circumstance I've gotten myself into, whatever it may be, if we could get that message of I'm here with open arms regardless to people before they find themselves in such a desperate moment, um, I think that that would be incredible. Robin, I, I love how you just shared your testimony with us about your son and um, just his precious life that was brought out of circumstances that were so painful and, and hard for you. Um, I, I personally know you and your son, and it's just, it's incredible to be able to see the redemption that brought, God has brought through your story and what you've experienced. And, you know, as you were talking, I just thought, I thought, I want to ask her, like, what, what could someone have said, or what could someone have done before you got into this abusive relationship and before you experienced pregnancy as a result of that um, and found yourself in this moment of crisis and not feeling like you could get out of the situation that you were in. Is there something that someone could have said or done, you know, maybe years before or maybe months before, or maybe in your moment Um, even a question somebody could have asked you that you would have felt like, okay, this, this person genuinely cares. And this person, I feel like I can, can open up to. And, um, and then in your moment of desperation could have run back to that person instead of bottling it in or feeling afraid to talk about it or um, feeling desperate enough to, like you said, even contemplate ending your life or, um, I know you didn't get to the point of, of having an abortion or ending your child's life, but is there something someone could have said or done or asked you that would have made a difference in your life before that moment happened? Yeah. Um, wow. That's a big question, but it's a good one. Um, there's just so many things that in my mind right away that I'm like, oh, I could talk about this. I could talk about this. Um, but I think that one of the things that I have seen is I believe that culture is doing better at having the conversations that we're having, being more open, being more vulnerable in allowing people to just be real and be human, I think that we're having more of those conversations. Um, But for me, back in that day, I think one of the things that would have helped was the assurance that you don't have to have everything together. And um, because that helps people who are in hard situations to feel like there is that safety net. And um, for me and for others, I believe, in my boat, when when you're caught in an abusive relationship um sometimes it doesn't matter how well somebody does something or says something because the circumstance or the timing of the circumstance can really vary and um when you're in an, a non-predictable unpredictable situation um it's just you you never know with that but in an all-around manner, um, just feeling like you're not being given up on. 
um, or the fact that someone really wants to know how you're doing, regardless of your answer and your why in that moment, it's that they genuinely want to be there with you. And I had a couple of friends who um, did just want to be with me. And so I really appreciate that. Um, but I mean, in, in any case, those who are going through hard situations, it's important to show intentionality without an agenda. And just being there and listening sometimes will be how you learn that there could be more to the story behind the issue that you're already feeling might be going on. Um, so that is something that I... I really feel is an overlooked area because sometimes we overthink what being there for people is and honestly it's just showing up. It's just showing up. It's the little things. It's the notes. It's being thoughtful. It's the no strings attached. It's the um, I don't need to know everything right now but I'm here for you and in that people will start to feel more safe and that they can trust you with something that is really sticky at that moment. Um, And so that's just one of the many things that I think about that are really important in being there for people. And um, so for me, what would have helped was really definitely feeling like I didn't need to have my ducks in a row, that it was okay, that one duck was here, one duck was spinning over there, (laughs) and um, the other one was walking backwards um, elsewhere. And I think when people realize that they don't have to worry about that, and with with, um, different individuals, that they feel safer and don't have as much fear about the things that they really want to say. So for me, I was just in a place where I definitely felt like um, I couldn't trust some people with that. And again, my situation was a little bit different. So um, who knows what it would have been like if everyone did everything better or more perfectly. I can't say for that because it might not have even been safe for me to try something in that moment. So we definitely want people to feel like uh, those who are in abusive situations that um, they, they are safe when they take that needed step and reach out for help. As far as like others, that's my general thought is um, consistently showing up and do it without an agenda and do it in a way that is uh, selfless. Because sometimes I think we struggle with um, making it about us instead of the person that we care about, making them uh, feel like they have to somehow be approved of, you know, like we're here to talk to you because I wanna help you to get to this point in life that is approvable by people. And um, that's that's not a caring selfless uh, selfless approach to people and so we have to definitely be careful and make sure that we're not making it about ourselves and somehow leaving them out of the situation yeah I mean I think wow I not this even is in the same 
boat as what you experienced. But I think about, you know, times where I have experienced something difficult and there might be one person in a room that actually genuinely asks me a question like as simple as, how are you? Tell me about your life at home or tell me about what I can pray for you. And, and just, just someone asking me about myself and, and what I'm going through. Sometimes that's, I, I just open up to them. I mean, I just, I just tell them probably way too much that they didn't, they didn't want to know, (laughs) but, but I mean, I do genuinely appreciate someone that will sit down next to me and just care about whatever I'm experiencing and, and not, not have any expectation for how that conversation is going to go or what I might tell them and then genuinely care about as silly as it may be, um, whatever I shared with them. And I think what, what would it look like for us to be that, that are open to have conversations that are open to enter into someone else's world to, to not just be so self self absorbed, like we have such a tendency to do right now. It's easier for me to think, what can I tell you about myself, myself, instead of Mm -hmm. what can I ask you about your life you know how can I enter into your world it's so much easier to talk about myself but then I think okay that's not why I'm here you know that's not yeah why God made me he he gave me a story to tell but how can I use that to be able to enter into other people's world and enter into their life and ask them hard questions or hear their, their stories and genuinely care and genuinely be a person that lays down my life for somebody else. I mean, I want to be that type of person and I'm, I'm grateful to just get a little glimpse into your life and what you experienced and be able to take that and take that back with me into my everyday life and work on being a better friend, a better question asker, a better, a person that's ready to help and to dive into other people's lives, even in the mess, not just the good times, not just the let's get together for a party and let's celebrate your birthday and let's, you know, have these incredible moments together, but be a friend that wants to dive into other people's messes with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like in showing, showing people how much, I think it's so important to remind people who they are when they're in the mess. You know, I, the friends that I have here, um, I have really appreciated because, (laughs) you know, as I'm like going and doing things, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like a leader today. I'm just a hot mess at home. And this is, how I've been feeling and, you know, (laughs) and my dishes aren't done and my house is a wreck and all my friends' homes are pristine and in order. They're not. They're not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do have really gorgeous homes. (laughs) But I got this one. She's hilarious. Like she has like this magazine home and she'll send me 
I'll be like, your home's just so great though. I'm like, even with the mess, I bet it still looks like immaculate. And so then she likes to take pictures of her mess to prove me wrong. And one time she was like, I even have a bunch of dust over here. And she drew a heart in it and sent a picture <laughs> to show me how dusty her house was. <laughs> I like those kind of people. I, I actually appreciate it when I walk into someone else's house and they're like their bed's not made or they have stuff all over the living room floor. I'm like, that's, I want to be your friend because I know that you're not just putting on a face. You're actually genuine. And, it, and it's, a messy home is what do they say? It's a sign of a happy home, right? People yeah. live there. So there yeah. should be messes. I think if there's not a mess, there's something wrong going on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, like it's, it's so funny. Like people, I think um, it's just important for us to be free like that in um, the little things. I think we overlook the little things that can speak to people. And I think we overlook, um, you know, my, my theme is very much so the 24 seven opportunities. And that doesn't mean to give anyone anxiety about, Oh my goodness, I need to be like this for people all the time. What that means is like looking for those opportunities that are small and in addition to the ones that might be big to not miss that um, simple thing that just says, Hey, you know, I have interest in you, you know, like let's go to coffee. Like it doesn't need to be an agenda. There doesn't need to be. um, And, and just for people to know the thought about and that when they do get a little bit real that you're like, huh, Hey, you know, I actually, I was like that yesterday. So you're not alone. Huh? We've just been bawling our eyes out all week. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. just being willing to be, um, you know, to share those things. And again, it's important to guard your heart. I know that you also definitely know how, you know, important it is to guard your heart. But at the same time, it's so important to just be, be real in that moment and be available. And I think, um, those kinds of things help people to feel like more consistently safe and opening up to what is going on in life and um, making that kind of impact and um, and being available for the messes, any messes in life, honestly. Yeah. You know, that song, everyone needs compassion. Yes. It's like a running (laughs) joke in my family because you know, it's, uh, it, but it's really true. Like we say it all the time. We're like, everybody needs compassion. Because, but <laughs> it's, it sounds like a lame joke, but it's like every single person just wants to be seen and heard. I mean, no matter where they are in life, if you, you talk to people and, and they're upset about something or they don't feel like they got through to someone or they don't feel like, you know, anybody cares about them or, um, they're, they're in a desperate moment. Like we talked about whatever it is, every single person just wants to be seen and heard. Everyone needs compassion. And so I, yeah, I think that that's so important that we figure out and, and try to go above and beyond being that person that says, Hey, I see you and I, I care and I want to know you and I want to, 
walk alongside you wherever that may lead, even into the mess, even in the good times, the bad times, the the messy times, whatever it looks like, I just want to be there. You know, I'm along for the ride. Um, I think it's so true. Yeah. What was something that, um, like, even for you, like, what would have been things that have spoken to you in support in um, hard times? And that can be, like, you being in the throes of what you feel called to do and loving people or just um, any kind of situation? What has been something that really spoke to you when someone was there for you and reached out? Hmm. I think in my professional life, I, it, it's, it's messy for me. I, I do a lot of my journey, my healing, my, um, just life in the public eye. And so I think it, it does look pretty different for me than maybe just the, the average person. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just a normal person too, but I just, have had to heal and, and, and live my journey, um, out in the open for people to see. And I think a lot of people can get so wrapped up in that. And I oftentimes, it can be really hard because I'm not seen as just a normal person. People have an expectation. People have a, a want or a message that they, want me to speak into their life. And I'm happy to do that. I'm honored to do that. Um, but I, I also notice, um, when someone comes up to me and just genuinely cares about me as a person, um, not as a public figure and not as a speaker, not as an abortion survivor, not as a, um, whatever, whatever they think about me from, from what little they know about me, but genuinely just says, Hey, how, how are you doing? Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your home life. Tell me about your husband, about your kids. In fact, I was at Thanksgiving this past um, Thanksgiving in November and it can be hard uh, to have just normal conversation because a lot of people don't know how to have a conversation with me. They think, oh, she's, she's an abortion survivor. She must only know how to talk about abortion. You know, people, <laughs> I mean, it's really true. It's really a because people don't, they don't know how to have a normal conversation with me. And my cousin came up to me, um, his name's David. And he said, Claire, I just, I want to hear about you. Like, how's your heart and how are you taking care of yourself through all of these opportunities that you're being given? And how mm. is, how is your family? And I know your, your stepson has, was really sick in the hospital recently. And just how is yeah. that affecting you? How are, how are you doing? Like as a, as a mom, as a wife, as a just human being, how are you and how are you taking care of yourself? And I thought, gosh, nobody, maybe in 10 years since I started doing what I do and since I started publicly talking about the most controversial topic in our time, I don't know that anyone, especially not a man, <laughs> <has> ever 
has ever come up to me and, and asked me something so personable, something that really, truly matters um, in my life. And I thought, gosh, that, that really spoke to me because my family was experiencing a lot of, a lot of difficult things at that moment. We were, um, we, we've had two people in our family recently that have gotten really sick and been in ICU and, um, I've still had to be on the road and, and, um, have, my job is very, very heavy as, as you can imagine talking to hundreds of thousands of people that have been affected by abortion. I mean, it's, I don't take it for granted. It's incredibly powerful to be able to be in my situation, but it's also a a very, very heavy um, calling that God has given me and, and something that I don't take lightly, but to be able to just get out of that for a moment and just to be seen, like we talked about, to be seen, to be heard, to be, for someone to want to know my heart and what yeah. I was experiencing, regardless of how the world was perceiving me or knowing me as, but they, they wanted to get to the, to the root, to the heart of my life at that moment. That, that really, really spoke to me and encouraged me. And I still think about it. I mean, that happened at Thanksgiving. And I still think, gosh, that's the, that's the most personable, kind, nice thing that anyone has asked me in the past three months. And, I, and I'm like, okay, when's the next <laughs> one going to come so I can start, the, start telling people about that one. But it, it's, it's just really nice to be seen and to be heard. And then I had people that when our, when my husband's son was in the hospital and um, I've helped him raise him since he was eight years old. And so he's my son too, but when he was in the hospital and people came to just drop off coffee or sent like a gift and they, they didn't ask questions. They didn't, um, they didn't want to know like, okay, why is he in here? What happened? Or, or, you know, I want to get all these juicy details. They just literally said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to give up this afternoon and just come be there for you. No questions asked. I'm just going to sit there with you and I'm going to cry with you and I'm going to care about you. And I'm going to ask you what I can do and how I can be there and how I can help. And, how I can serve and how I can pray for you. In fact, I'm not even going to ask you how I can pray for you. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to show up. That, that showed me like, that's how it should be. That's how we should be showing up and serving people. And yet it's so hard for us to do, you know, it's so hard to get out of our little space and our head and our mess and our, just life, everything that's so fast paced these days and go enter into someone else's world. I, I genuinely appreciated people that did that for my family in our time of need. And for people that just, just ask me questions about me aside from what the world knows about me, just say, Claire, I, I see you as a person like you're, yes, you're a person that's, that's, experiencing life in the public but you're just 
a mom and a wife and a, a person with a heart and a soul and, and feelings just like anybody else, how, how are you? I think, gosh, that question is so, it opens up so many doors um, for someone to just find comfort in knowing that, okay, someone yeah. genuinely cares about me, you know. Mm-hmm. That was way too long of an answer, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great one. <laughs> we covered a lot of stuff today, and it's just been it's been so good and so rich. Um, but what is something? What is the thought that you want to leave with our audience today? Going back to a little bit about my story, I when I learned that I had survived my birth mother's abortion, learned that I had been a twin and learned how that had affected me. I mean, I, I missed out on the relationship with someone I would have been closest to that stripped that away from me and hearing my birth mother and how she desperately just wished that someone had stood up for her or even just acknowledged her and asked her what her opinion would have been, what her choice would have been. Um, she wanted to be cared about. She wanted to be loved. Um, yeah, she wanted to be given grace. And I think there are so many voices in our head these days, and there are so many differences of opinions and, and the political sides and, and all of these things. But I think every single one of us has a story to tell. And every single one of us can go home and, and do something meaningful, um, purposeful with our lives. Every single one of us can, like we've, we've talked about so much, um, stand up for what is true and what is right. And we know, what we know that God says about us, what God says about life, what God says about who we are despite our circumstances. And so I would encourage people, you know, if, if you've been encouraged by this segment, or if you have questions um, to reach out and find, find your voice, find a message that you can go home and share with people, not just about abortion, not just about um, adoption or life or, or what have you. I know that's, that's kind of the thread that we've been talking about just because that's my personal story, but every single one of us has a story, a story that was perfectly written by God. And mine didn't turn out the way I expected it to. But the great thing is that it's written exactly how God wanted it. And so I think that if we could all just go home and, and and open up this conversation about these types of things and open up God's word and, and see what he says about us to be true and be willing to go shout that from the rooftops, um, that we are, are loved, chosen, wanted, created with an incredible purpose, with an incredible story that is written perfectly and intentionally by the God who created us. Um, how, how, if we can accept that about ourselves, 
it would change the way that we're able to love and enter into other people's lives and enter, enter into other people's stories and into their messes. And then even diving deeper into the life issue, I would encourage people to just ask God to do a work in your heart. Um, Because if you read the Bible, it says that God created life and God created life with a purpose. And so I believe wholeheartedly um, that, that we we want, I mean, as human beings, we desperately want a culture that values life. But in order to have that, we have to be people that are willing to speak truth, boldly speak truth and love and, and proclaim what Christ has said about life. And that is that it is, it was created by God, unborn, born, um, people were created by God with a purpose and not be afraid to share that message with the world, not be afraid to enter into someone else's mess, not be afraid to walk alongside with the single mother or the mother in a desperate situation. Um, just be people of integrity that are not afraid uh, to get a little bit uncomfortable, to get a little bit messy in order to follow a God that's heart is so set on love and grace and mercy and redemption. We need to be people that's hearts are set on those things too. Wow. That is so powerful and so true. And um, I just really want to thank you for joining us and taking the time to share more of your story and open up and pour into the lives of our audience today. Thanks, Robin. It was so fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, totally. Definitely. (laughs) So before you go, um, Claire, can you please tell us uh, what way that you can be reached and how people can find out more about you? Sure. My website is clairecolwell.com. C-L-A-I-R-E-C-U-L-W-E-L-L. Dot com. You can follow me um, or reach me on social media at Claire Colwell as well. Um, I would love to talk with anybody, hear your story, um, be, a, be a support to anybody that I can. And um, I would also encourage anybody listening to reach out to Robin with Stirring Embers because um, I know that when I've gone through some difficult things that she has been such a light in my life and spoken so much truth into my life. And so um, I'm excited about what Stirring Embers is, is doing for women and how it's uniting people and um, just, just helping women feel like I'm not alone and I'm seen and God sees me. So I would encourage you to reach out to Robin or to myself through my website or social media. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I love you. And I can't wait to have you on again because, yeah, I think we can have a lot of fun conversations. (laughs) That would be great. I'd love that. Okay. And um, I'll just quickly tag on. So you can reach me at www.stirring-embers.com and also through social media. Just type in Stirring Embers. Yay! 
Once again, thank you so much for joining our conversation. Feel free to subscribe so you don't miss out. Um, I'm really excited about some of the things that are up ahead, and I would love to have you join me. We welcome you to rate, leave a review, and share our channel because it helps us reach others out there and get the word out. Thank you so much again, and I look forward to next time. Thank you.